Caroline Dowd Higgins, host of Your Working Life, my podcast show featuring thought leaders in the career and personal growth arena with wisdom to help you thrive. This podcast provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. And today, I'm delighted to welcome a very special guest to the show today, Monica Arturi. Monica, welcome to the show. Hi, great to be here. Oh, I'm really excited. You and I have known each other for a long time, and we have done some great work together, so it's been lovely to see your career evolve, and eager to dive into a juicy conversation, but I want to tell our global listeners all about you first. Monica Arturi is a designer, watercolor artist, wife, and entrepreneur living in Chicago, Illinois. She's the owner of Virtue Media, specializing in the creation and support of web and print media. Chicago's gorgeous urban landscape offers her access to a rich culture that fuels her creativity. Since immigrating to the U.S. with her family at the age of 11, Monica has had an interesting life traveling and pursuing her passions, and her message today is that even though you may have an unconventional path and unique obstacles on your way to your dreams, they can still come true. So Monica, I'd love to go back a little bit. Did you always know that you wanted to be in the design field? You know, for example, as a child, is that something you thought about? I I think I always dreamed it that way, yes. And I just didn't know what that would look like. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And I also believe that a a lack of a college degree held me back. But I've always had a passion. And when I was young, I loved to draw. Growing up in Hungary, I was always inspired by animated folk tales and Disney characters. And throughout the years, it's something that's always been with me. I was really interested in interior design too, but I eventually found opportunity with uh, print work in the 90s. And so I kind of kept the interior design ideas to my home, which I still love to do. And um, in the late 90s, I fell in love with web design because it's both technical and creative, and it's a constant compromise. It's always challenging, and it's, I mean, you know, everybody knows it's just changing every year from day to day. So uh, having my start in print, I'm confident in both mediums, and I love watercolors for its meditative effect and versatility and tactility. And so I think design is just, it's part of me in a way that relaxes me and in a way that I feel like I can give back to others. Well, what is so cool, too, I love how you talk, you know, in the intro about Chicago's gorgeous urban landscape. And I feel like we can see through your eyes in in some of your creations, whether it is web design, print, or, for example, your watercolors. So it's it's pretty cool to be able to see through your lens. But immigrating to the U.S. from Hungary, did you did you have such a cultural shift that was relevant to your art and your design? Did that impact your work? Well, I moved here at such a young age that I think culturally I was there was a big change at first when we left Hungary we lived in Austria at an immigration camp and so I had to kind of get accustomed to that culture in a very small town uh, kind of a farming town and then we moved to North Carolina again it was just a it's one culture change after another and I think having all that information in my head drawing and being creative allowed me to let it out in a way that I didn't have to verbalize it. I didn't have to explain it. I didn't have to really understand it either. It just allowed me to put my feelings on paper. 
it's pretty cool because it was absolutely a form of communication, right? It's yeah. just yeah. that visual communication. Let's talk about skills because I know so many people are listening say, okay, so I'm artistically inclined, but how do I actually make this work in, you know, earning a living? So tell us about how you learned your skills and then got started in the industry monetizing this. Well, I'm self-taught in a lot of ways. My education came in the form of self-discipline, hard work, a bit of bravery. I lived in L.A. (laughs) in the 90s, and I was working a lot of odd jobs. And and a lot of those jobs were at small businesses that involved me managing a large part of daily operations. And even if I didn't look at it that way at the time, a lot of that experience helps me in running a business today, just the business part of it. As far as the design work, I think, you know, um, around YT, I was a computer technician and I would do a lot of freelance design jobs like posters, promotions, um, having friends that had, you know, shows or gigs and I, you know, small jobs like that. So I would kind of do everything that was needed. And, and I poured my, myself into giving up a lot of nights by studying web design. Um, you know, having a computer, I was really lucky to be able to have that and, and spend the time on that, um, to be able to, to be able to learn the skills that I needed. You know, you mentioned how the industry is changing, and I couldn't agree more. I mean, I just look at social media and how it's moving at the speed of light, whether it's new platforms or platforms that we've known for years that are pivoting and changing functionality. Is it is it part of your job just to constantly be up to speed? Definitely. It's every day I have to make, and not only do I have to make room for working, but learning, um, seeing what's new out there and making sure that I can integrate it into, you know, the projects that I'm doing now, whether it's relevant for a client or not. Sometimes there's so many new things, it, you know, you might not need everything. So it's kind of my job to filter some of that and make sure that I pass along what needs to be and then, um, you know, keep it, keep it important for my clients as well keep it relevant. So yeah. you, you now run Virtue Media. Tell me about owning the business and running that. That's a whole different set of muscles to be flexing. Yeah. Um, well, you know, we talked about all the changes over the last two decades, and I'm so glad that I've been able to, to stick with it. Um, I, I've done so much freelance, and then I started Virtue Media because I wanted to, to really grow and really have some stability and, and build longer relationships with my clients. Um, I, I think my um, my upfront honesty, my hard work ethic, my passion that shows through um, really makes a difference for them because my competition these days can be global, it can be big business, it can be people giving away free things. So I really have to kind of get in there and make sure that the relationship stands out amongst, you know, among everything else. Well, I think that's huge, not only in the name, but in you, you walk the talk, my dear. And I think that's so important. You know, I can tell you too. Yeah, but I can tell you from someone who I'll tell our global audience, someone who has worked with you for many years, that makes a big difference because there are a lot of options out there and you want to work with service providers that really care and, and have that commitment to your success. And that's clear, uh, clear that that's part of your professional values. But what about being an entrepreneur? Give some advice to the millions of people listening listening that say, how do you, how do you get to that point where you say, I'm going to hang my shingle and actually do it? Well, you have to first say that you are, you are willing to go into a room full of people and shake hands with people you don't know. Um, you have to be willing to do things that maybe you're not very comfortable in, but brave enough to say that you can. Um, so I, I think just having that bravery and confidence, even if, it, if, 
fake it till you make it, it's it really, you know, that's the trick sometimes because you have to believe in yourself. And that's, I think that's, that's, and once people see that you can do that, um, they'll be able to, to trust you and, and, and give their confidence to you. Well done. You know, I think confidence is such an important factor in all career fields, but certainly for those of us that are entrepreneurs and business owners, because if we don't show our confidence, right, how can we attract clients? Exactly. And, and I say sometimes because I have a lack of a, a degree and, and maybe sometimes in college people build up that sort of uh, experience and confidence and networking, you have to go and do that out on your own. So and, and it might be a little bit more difficult, but it might open you up to new opportunities as well. So great advice. So what about watercolor? I've, I've seen your watercolors and they're, they're just so beautiful. It seems very reflective and contemplative. That's the impression that I get. What inspires you about the watercolors and, and why do you choose that particular medium? I think I chose it because it was early on, it was really inexpensive as opposed to buying oil paints, which are super expensive. So I think maybe it started out from that. And and I think watercolors are something that you even work with as a child. So I think it's just, you know, something that I'm familiar with. I love its fluidity. I love that you can paint it dry, you can paint it wet, and and it's just very versatile. And it's sort of, you know, many people tell me that it's unforgiving. So um, you know, I'm okay with that, but as far as how it makes me feel, I love putting colors on paper. I love bright colors. I try to focus everything. I, if it's a dull day, I'll make it bright. You know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll fake it on the paper because that's what I want to see. So I think part of it is how it makes me feel. Um, and then others, it's just uh, how, how it makes other people feel when it's on the wall. So Monica, I appreciate your willingness to be vulnerable and share with the audience a fail forward moment that maybe was a moment in your career where something didn't work out, but you had to be resilient and recover. I think we can all learn from our mistakes. Tell me, tell me about one of yours. Well, uh, one of the uh, one of my first jobs was a junior art director at a startup in in Studio City, and I was really happy to find that job. And I actually got the job through a friend of mine. Um, I was wearing a lot of different hats in the company. I was really thriving, but unfortunately the startup failed and having that be my first actual job job in the design field, I I was really nervous and I thought this would never happen again. I would have to start looking for something else. And I started to return to more freelance work and but kept looking for full time. And after a couple of uh, months, I happened upon something and I'm the kind of person that's willing to try anything. So at the time I was reading about feng shui. Um, yeah, they talk about is clearing out a space in your house to make room for new opportunities. So that sounds great to me. I tackled my closet. Meanwhile, I was focusing on getting a new job. And once the closet was done, I logged on to Craigslist. Yeah, Craigslist. And uh, started sending out my job resume uh, that, to companies that I thought would be a good match. The same day, I was contacted by an art director from a well-established company in Marina Del Rey, and I was working on Nestle brands for the next week. So that's just, it's, it's like a mental thing, I think, but it's also, you know, you see something, just give it a try, you know? Cleaning out my closet wasn't a big step, so I thought I would go for that. You know, I love it. And you really talk about how that unconventional path and obstacles can still lead you to your dreams. Have your dreams shifted and changed as as life has moved on? 
I do. I, I really want to give back more. I, I want to focus more on my art. I, I'm coming up with a few projects where I can, I can try to make uh, a difference. And I think, I think I'm trying to evolve daily. I'm trying to grow and, and provide more and provide smarter services. Good for you. Have you had mentors or, or advisors, people that have given you some great wisdom, maybe one thing that you'd, you'd want to share with those listening? Well, I did. I, I Luckily, I had some great art directors, and early on, I did meet uh, a woman in the print, and she had a, a print company in Pasadena where I did some work. And one of the things is that she told me, it was might be little, but you know, just because you're a woman doesn't mean you can't do this, because she was the first one that I saw that what she owed her owned her company and and a lot of art directors I work for for men most of the people in you know the programming rooms in the design rooms for were were men so sometimes it's difficult especially for a person that you know might not be coming from this country from a completely different culture to actually see women in a role that they want to be in um that might be very helpful So let's, as we wrap up, let's talk about process because you've got so many things literally happening in your world on a daily basis. How do you keep it all organized? Well, um, I've always kept a journal, but last last year I've kept, um, I've started a bullet journaling uh, book, which is to kind of give it the formal description. um, It's modular by design and it's comprised of interchangeable methods that can help you quickly capture and organize information. Um, it's kind of like the analog answer to the digital world. It lets you uh, keep daily plat- tasks, be your sketchbook, be your notebook, whatever you want. So as far as my daily process goes, is, like I said, I try to make room for everything, working, learning, practicing, recharging. I don't put a specific order on it. I tend to go by either, you know, if I have projects that are due, that is a priority. If they are more flexible, then I tend to make time for what I'm inspired to do. So people tend to have like their best time of day. Sometimes it's between 11 and 1. Some, you know, it's 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. or 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. It depends on when you have those best hours. And that's where I try to do all the all the thinking things, all the learning things when I'm the, when I feel like I'm the most sharp. So Monica, help our audiences understand how they can follow you online. You've got some great social media platforms that you put a lot of good content out. And of course, your websites. I do. I have uh, my website for virtuemediainc.com where you can see some of my portfolio work. Also get in touch with me and see some information about my services. And at monicaarturi.com, M-O-N-I-K-A-A-R-T-U-R-I.com is where I have all my watercolor artwork. And you can also access my Instagram and Facebook pages there. And for my watercolors, I'm working on a project for uh, Flint to bring awareness to the, to the water crisis that's going on there. And um, you can check that out at flintartproject.com. More information is going to be available about that. And there's some blogs that you can read to uh, kind of follow my progress. So I look forward to sharing all that with you. And, you know, if you're ever in Chicago, you'll probably see me when the weather is nice out there sketching and taking uh, photographs or just hiking away. So um, thanks. Fantastic. Monica, what a joy to have you on the show. I wish you continued success. Thank you for sharing your story. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in to Your Working Life. 
where my goal is to help you design your career destiny so it doesn't happen by default. The show is now available on iTunes, YouTube, Podbean, and Stitcher. And be sure to subscribe so you get new shows every week. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Take good care.